to uh, the Mama Marketer podcast called Friday Friends Day. I'm your host, Olivia, and I am here with my friends, Nicole. Welcome, Nicole. Hi, it's good to be here. Yes, thank you for coming. Um, so my friend, Nicole, so we actually met um, via like a local homeschool support group like on Facebook. Um, and then after that, I was one of her Etsy customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of how we met. The joke on my podcast is that everyone I interview I met from church. So two weeks <laughs> in a row, not someone from my church, hey. which is cool. Way to go. <laughs> yes. Um, so go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit to us. Uh, the question I always like to have people start with is like, what do you do during the day? What do I do during the day? Yeah. Okay, so I am... Married to Ian, I have four little ones, which are not super little anymore. I keep saying littles, but they're two, four, six, and eight right now. So that's easy to uh, remember. Yes, <laughs> until summertime comes, and then we're in a mess until fall when it's all, all the birthdays are over. <laughs> um, three boys and a girl. So I manage them. We homeschool all of them. So uh, we had always planned to homeschool them. We homeschooled before. COVID, and that was always the plan for our family. Um, My husband and I were both homeschooled growing up, so it's just home for us. Yeah. So, um, and then we do school in the morning, and then afternoon is kind of my time to work on business, things like that. Very cool. Okay, I had someone ask me on Facebook Messenger the other day. I like they were asking me questions about something, and I wasn't getting back to them fast enough. And they were like, "Do you have a day job or something?" And I was gonna, I was kind of offended because I was like, "No, but like I'm running a farm, I'm running a homeschool, I'm running a podcast, I'm running a blog, I have volunteer yes. opportunities." Like, no, I don't have a day job, but that. That, that didn't disqualify me from being too busy to message you. Like, right? Anyways. <laughs> there are times you have to just put the phone on do not disturb and yes. focus. I have learned to yes. mute Facebook Messenger. Yes. I just learned that and then like, I always knew it was there but I didn't actually have it mm-hmm. on and I've just decided for this next two months with all the things I have going on, like people that really need me, y'all can text me, right? Yes. Like, you know, like, so. That helps. Oh, yes, okay, so tell us. Tell us about your business. So obviously I kind of spoiled it that I was an Etsy customer. So tell us what your business is. My business is Nouveau Mare and mostly it's watercolor artwork, um, some hand lettering on wood signs or on canvas, just kind of whatever whatever I want to do. But my home is kind of watercolor. Um, I have a little variety, but that that's one thing I can kind of develop and stick to. Um, and I like to incorporate scripture whenever I can because um, I'll just go ahead and tell you the story on that, how yeah. that yeah. started. So uh, several years back, I was at a woman's house for a party, one of the multi-level marketing parties. I was there and I didn't know her well. She was a hostess and I was there. and But all over her house were these little papers and scraps of papers and index cards with scriptures written on them, just oh, taped God. everywhere. And I commented on it. Because I've had this practice myself to some extent, usually just like on my bulletin board or bathroom mirror, not like yeah everywhere. I was a big mirror yeah. expo writer, yes. like in my younger years when I didn't have like kids and husband like living alone, like big affirmation right on the mirror with yes. expo. That was me. That's <laughs> perfect. Um, so I commented on it and she told me, oh yes, I was going through you know whatever it was, I forget what trial it was, but some kind of big trial in her life and she mm-hmm. said that was what carried her was having truth of scripture surrounding her all over in her home. And then as I, that stuck with me since then, this has been years ago. Uh, And it reminds me kind of my verse I keep going back to is like why I do what I do. I'll just read it for you. It's Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9. 
Um, and it says, And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart, that you shall teach them diligently to your children, and talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. And here's the, like the main verse. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Mm. And I just get this idea of being surrounded by God's truth yeah. because he knows that's what we need. Um, and that we would need, we talk all the time at our church about the inputs that we're getting into today's society are constant and mm-hmm. not very many of them are truth. And right. so how we need to be working over time to counteract all of society's messages right. with truth. So like he obviously, I had never heard, I've heard bits and pieces of that one, but I hadn't heard it all put together the way you did. Yeah, he obviously knew that we were going to need constant Reminders. Yes. Yes, for sure. And you see that all throughout scripture, but like not usually all in one big, yeah. <laughs> one big paragraph like that. And, uh, so that's kind of why I do what I do, because I know that people are going to need surrounded by truth and not everyone's going to be a big fan of like scraps of paper taped mm-hmm. all over their house. Yeah. So I try to marry those two ideas and exhibit God's truth in a beautiful way. So they'll want to have it on their walls. And yeah. Uh, additionally, you know, you get scripture on the wall, you have something you're looking at all the time, you learn what that thing says and you memorize it just by having it there. So, um, two, it might even open up a conversation with people, just like that woman who I didn't know, she's telling me her story, she didn't know if we were in the same place, you know, she could have been ministering to someone who didn't know Christ, and she, that's, it's just a cool way to open up a conversation as well, Yeah. Very cool. Okay, so I love the verse, and I love kind of like the, in my mind, it's like you're kind of that, like, you know, on HGTV, like the before and after, I envision this woman's house with like post-its everywhere, and then now, Newville Mary Pieces in their place. Yes. (laughs) Pretty and appealing to the eye. and So yeah, like I I can totally see going from one step to the next. Um, So tell us a little bit, so how long have you been doing this business? Um, I've been doing this business since 2012. Okay. So... What is that, yeah. nine? Yes. Nine years. Yep. I had to stop and think. Um, the name New Belmere means new mother in French. Okay. I um, wondered. I yeah. knew that it was French, but that's where it stopped. Yeah. It means <laughs> new mother. And I started the business when my first son was born. Not like immediately, obviously, you know, newborn. <laughs> and then let's start a business today. You were but, like the like Kate Middleton, right? like walked out of the hospital fully ready to go and taking on your duties. <laughs> right. No, not at all. But... Uh, it was he was born in the summer. It was kind of that fall, you know. I had had a day job until he was born, and then stopped working and stayed home with him. And that was always the plan for us. Um, and at, at first, I just started painting because it was a hobby I had in high school, um, just for fun, just something to do for fun. And hadn't painted for a very long time. And you know, you're sitting at home, used to working, yeah. nearly a full time job, and then going to doing nothing but caring for your home and your kid like that's a big change and so I needed something to fill the time and so started working on some artwork and then I don't remember whose idea it was to start selling it to list it on Etsy but it was just like oh yeah it's here we might as well give it a try Um, and at first it was the first one I made was a painting of my son's little baby feet Psalm 139 14 I'm fearfully wonderfully made Mm. Um, and then some other baby things too. It wasn't all just artwork. Just, gotcha. I made him a little bow ties and little hats and things Cute. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but sh- a few years after that, I kind of shifted 
and started focusing on just my art because that was more where my heart was yeah. based on the verse that I shared with you earlier. Yeah. Um, I could Not that every business has to be right. faith-based in that way, but for me, my heart wasn't in like making baby hats for forever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? yes. So yes. shifted uh, toward scripture encouragement from that point yeah. on. So. I love the idea that you returned to something that you loved in high school because I... I don't know if it's, you know how like you get a car and then you see that car everywhere. Mm -hmm. So for me recently, I have been returning to dance. I take a ballet class once a week with all other adult ballerinas that like some professional, some were just like me, studio dance, you know, but I'm seeing, and now I'm seeing out there, like I have a best friend who cheered in, in, and like did gymnastics. And now she is, she started just going to open gym and now she's teaching. And so it's just like, I remember thinking like there was a thing that I used to do that was mine that was meaningful and was therapeutic and helped me not, like I wasn't as anxious back then, you know? And so I'm seeing such a return of women returning back to it, you know? And I remember with ballet specifically, they were like, um, there's this whole, so I, of course I looked on like social media and if you do, if you search hashtag adult ballet, there's a whole movement around Mm -hmm. like runners still get to run. If you ran track in high school, you still get to run. I think art is kind of the same way, like, not everyone, but some people still, but who said that there could be no, like, 30-year-old ballerinas? Like, right. that was a rule that was, like, kind of, like a, out. Yes, kind yeah. of like a Hollywood rule where, like, you, if you didn't go, like, to Juilliard, like, okay, you kind of left that in high school, but, like, that isn't the, that, if it fuels you and it, like, you need a creative outlet, mm-hmm. right? And so I love that you returned back to something that fueled you when you were younger um, and that you get to do it now. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's that's a cool thought. I don't think I'd really thought about it in that way before, but that is cool. And honestly, I like the words that you chose was fuel you because mm-hmm. it does. Um, there's a lot of times when I will get just cranky, to yes. for, for lack of a better word, just cranky. And I just, you know, will put the kids in an activity and I'll say, I'm going to paint. And I'll just sit and I'll just paint. And it may be something for my business, it may not be, just, just to paint helps calm my spirit. Yes. And I feel like part of, uh, especially part of the way that I work, it's a connection with God for me yeah. a lot. You know, I do my Bible study every day and read, and but I think that God made me in a way that I need to connect with Him through our work. Yeah. And I am reading, um, I'm almost done with Rebecca Lyons' book, uh, Rhythms of Renewal, and there is a whole chapter about we need a rhythm of creating. Whether yes. it turns out pretty or not, we... Like there, it, then she even gives like psychological like stats and quotes mm. from professionals about how like when we create something with our hands, when we create a finished product, pro- a product, like it really does create a sense of calm, a sense mm. of purpose, a sense of productivity. Um, and yes, we can get that from like a long day at work or putting dinner on the table, but there is something to creating. There is something yes. to having a blank page. And having something there afterwards. So, mm-hmm. um, and can yeah. I just speak to that too? Because yeah. I feel like a lot of people have a misconception about creative people, and it's my belief that everyone is a creative person, right? Because we're created in God's image, and yeah. He is the Creator. So yes. we would obviously all have creation in us. Yeah. Um, and I tell people this could be creating an organized room. Mm-hmm. It could be creating a beautiful meal or just a tasty meal mm-hmm. uh, or creating an atmosphere. Yep. You know, it doesn't have to be art in the way that yes. we yeah. see it as art. I used to really struggle because I'd be like, 
I would say I would not consider myself a creative person because I could not sit down and like draw. Like art class was just as scary for me in grade school as gym because I just <laughs> knew that I was not going to measure up to the people next to me. But like I can create a beautiful website. I can digitally create you something mm-hmm. like on like Adobe. Yeah. But even that is not as good as my counterparts who have like there you can get degrees in graphic design now that wasn't a thing when I was younger so but I can still teach myself some so yeah I used to really be like because it's not coming even though it is coming from my my hands and my head and my heart like I used to think it wasn't the right. same as like you literally getting you know paint and paintbrush and on paper I used yeah. to be like oh I'm not creative but then I was like no that isn't fair it's just right. a different type it's just a different you know and I started um doing like hand lettering as part yes. of, um, I had a, a counselor that was like either get one of those adult coloring books or do like some hand lettering, like just a few minutes before bed. And it really like, they weren't pretty, you know, like they weren't mm-hmm. like, I wasn't trying to sell them, but like it, it did, it just got my mind to focus on something else mm-hmm. for a little bit. And then I remember it was a really rough year when my counselor was like pulling out all the stops and was like, try all these things. So I did the hand lettering at the end of that year for Christmas my those closest to me I did rip out some of my best ones Mm -hmm. and gave them for Christmas and was like this is just a symbol of like what I went through and you were there and I want you to have it you know so it's like yes you can especially these days like we're sitting at the library there are so many things you can learn if you Mm -hmm. want to be better at a certain um platform or a certain um what would you call it medium yes yes Yes. perfect yes um, okay, so I know that you, you're you on Etsy, so tell me a little bit, how did you choose? I just got done teaching a digital marketing course to some homeschool kids that have their own little side businesses mm-hmm. and would like to have that be their business when they're grown up, quote unquote, right. but um, they actually did have a lot of questions. It's handmade stuff, and mm-hmm. so um, Etsy is not something I personally have ever like had experience with behind the scenes, so how did you choose that as an option and do you have any like tips or tricks for us or what do you just feel about Etsy? Okay, so when I first chose Etsy, it was about the only one I knew of as far it as It was that the type. first. Yeah. I'm trying to remember when this started. So my in-laws and I had also done a e-commerce type business. It did not go well <laughs> at all. Um, but I learned a lot about websites and a lot about um, SEO and things like that that I got to bring into my Etsy cool. business, which helped. Um, that business didn't go well, but I learned a lot through that business. So <laughs> uh, I didn't pick Etsy because I waited against several others. I just picked it and went with it Nice at the time. <laughs> um, since then, I've looked at some others, and I still feel like Etsy is where I want to stay. Um, for me, the biggest reason I like to stay there is because they're driving a lot of my traffic. Mm. I can market to some extent but my heart is not in marketing my stuff I don't want to have to spend so much of my time where I could be creating right marketing myself um, they're bringing customers in and I haven't grown to the point where I would feel like it was necessary to break away from them so I go ahead and pay their little bit of overhead for yeah. uh, listing the listing fees are pretty pretty inexpensive and then they char- charge a little bit when you sell it but it's yeah. very very minimal so yeah um, and it kind of is its own search engine. Like yes, I even know, yeah. like re- like the last thing I bought on Etsy, like I wasn't seeing anything that I was liking in stores. I wasn't even seeing anything that I was liking on Amazon. And so I just mm-hmm. did an Etsy search of it, and there was tons of cur- like I. So anyone who knows me knows that I love fringe, and so I really wanted a fringe bag 
fringe purse because I also really love purses and I didn't have a purse with fringe on it so I wanted it but I wasn't seeing anything that was uh, everything I was seeing in stores was like overly western right and that's not really my style and I literally found an Etsy shop where all this girl does is take like soft vegan leather and just fringe stuff nice and so it was amazing so yeah like to, to, to what you said like I would not have found her if I Google searched fringe right. leather bag purses, but I specifically went and I was like, oh, Etsy is probably a good solution, yeah. you know? Um, and then you know you're supporting another yes. family because most small businesses are a family somewhere yeah. and that's their their thing. So that's also a feel good, yeah. <laughs> I feel like. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, my biggest two, I have two big tips. Okay. Um, first of all, great pictures get Mm. a great photo um I think the most because it's not like you're doing a Facebook marketplace post or a Poshmark post this is brand new product that you are trying to sell so yeah photography is yes and if you get on Etsy you kind of will see really quickly how everything looks very clean and bright and makes you want to be there um, but the, the thing that I noticed, the biggest problem I see in people that are probably getting started or don't know what they're doing is a really dark picture. Mm-hmm. It's really uninviting and mm-hmm. it looks like it was made in somebody's garage. Not necessarily yeah. that the product is bad. The product might be great, yeah. but it just gives you that feeling that it's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I always, I always give tips on, uh, photography and I say mm-hmm. like, if you can invest in, like some kind of like backdrop lighting situation, yes. awesome. But if you can't, just go outside. Yes. Just go outside in the afternoon and take a picture. That's yeah. that's what I do. I have really bad lighting in my house and, and where my little office space is, awful. Um, just go outside. Yes. <laughs> you can, you'll never be able to beat that natural light. No. Um, so yeah, that's good. Yeah. And sometimes what you can do, there's a few tips and tricks you can do um, to, if your product isn't very big. Right. Like I have a roll of contact paper that looks like mm-hmm. wood. Yes. I roll that out, put my thing on top of it, and if yep. I'm in a shadowy area, I get a big white foam board and just bounce mm-hmm. some light, and it brightens it up. And then I always yeah. brighten it up on the computer, too, yes. anyway, but just yeah. bright. Bright pictures would be um, my big tip, bright and good quality pictures. Yeah. And you don't need to fill all 10 slots. Okay. You can. Oh, 10 is a lot. <laughs> yeah, 10 is a lot. For me, I've got a piece of artwork. I mean, there's yes. not, not there's a lot so of variation, angles. right? <laughs> so um, at least a good thumbnail. I think that the search engines on Etsy prefer you to have more, but I don't think that they really weigh that gotcha. too heavily. That's a Nicole theory. I'm, I'm just <laughs> guessing. But um, the second one is brush up on SEO. That kind of goes yep. right along with that. SEO search engine optimization. Yep. So you're, yep. what the way that it was explained to me is that your search engines aren't going to know what you have unless you tell it. Yeah. So you have to have the words there so that they know what mm-hmm. you have to bring it up to the surface. Um, yep. So brush up. I'm not an SEO expert by any means, but just but there are tons of free resources yes, yes. on it. Um, Yes, yes, definitely. So I would say brush up on those, get your listing title with the proper keywords in it, and then your description sprinkled with keywords. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that said, I have other Etsy friends who they will spend all day working on SEO <laughs> and then they've wasted their time. They're like, it's not helping. Oh, no. So there's some balance yeah. there. I would say to those folks, so I'll give you, uh, I, I've had more than one website project where a client swore like this type of glass was called XYZ, but mm-hmm. a non-glass expert like me would call it something else. Right. So to them, to say that it's not working, I would tell them to do, there's a there's a tool called Google Trends, google.com slash yes. trends. Yes, use that. And you can put in, um, I remember one time it was a fencing project and like they were calling it ag fence, but but farmers were calling it barbed wire fence. Okay. So he couldn't understand why he wasn't getting people to let yeah. him come install barbed wire. Well, because when you live in the country, you don't call it ag fencing. I don't. I call right. it barbed wire. So to those, to your friends or to anyone mm-hmm. that feels like they are doing SEO, quote unquote, and it isn't working, I would say you have to remember that you're the expert and you're selling to the non-expert. Yes. So figure out what they're calling it. Yes. So use Google Good Trends tip. and look at that um, type of thing. Um, and I usually tell people like, when I do a website, we try to come up with with keywords. We do like an industry-based one, a location-based one, and then like a very niche one, right? Mm-hmm. So do, yeah. do pick three. So um, handcrafted, faith-based, hand lettering in Wichita, Kansas, whatever, mm-hmm. and then just use that on all of them, right? Right? Like so, oh, yeah. it does, it, and then it takes doesn't take much time at all. You've got your go-to ones, and you might add one or two based on the product, but right. for the most part. You've got that note saved that is, those are your keywords and those are your keywords. (laughs) Yes. So the lovely thing about Etsy is that you can, when you're creating a new listing, you can copy an old one. Nice. I'll usually scroll through and say, that one's doing well. Copy this listing and then I'll change out the pictures, change out the description to make it match the new product. And then at the bottom, they give you 13 keyword tags. Cool. Like, and I can delete the ones that go to the verse that was on the first one and add in the new ones. But the other ones I can leave alone. So I don't have to do a ton of work. It's just copying and pasting yes. a lot of what I've already done. So that's helpful. Very cool. A um, couple other tips. Make sure people know what it is. I know that sounds very, very basic, but I don't know how many times I've been searching for something on Etsy and something a picture will come up in yeah. the group of search results. And I'll be like, I don't know what that thing is. So I'll click <laughs> on it and I read the description and I still don't know what it is. So just make sure people know what it is. Write a good description like you're telling somebody all about your product and what it is and what it's going to benefit them. And two, I think the details. Like, for instance, the bag that I just bought, she didn't have dimensions on there. Mm -hmm. And that, that, like, I'm a bag person, but I even think non-bag people, like, you want dimensions. You know, like, that's. I felt like that was a very basic thing, and her shop was mostly bags. Um, And I went ahead and took a risk and still got it because I – wanted a yeah. French bag and it is very small like it mm-hmm. like will maybe fit my purse and I had to change wallets for it to fit but it's much smaller <laughs> it than I to you. yeah it's much smaller than I wanted but it's fun it's local it's it's one yes. of a kind so it was worth it to me but I, I remember thinking if she was searching for a bag she would want that yeah you, you know you can always message the Etsy seller too yeah. most of them are pretty responsive and say hey what are the sizes on these and yes that's yeah. helpful but yeah for sure and then the other big tip and I'm not sure how official this is have multiple listings of the same kind of thing. Mm. Um, For example, if I had just prints, but I had one mug, which I did this a few years back, I did a fundraiser for a missionary, kind of did a one-off product, had one mug and a bunch of prints. It did not sell well. Um, But what I've noticed is once you get multiple of the same thing, since then I found another source where I have my mugs printed and so I can list several and I don't have to have that upfront cost of lots of different kinds of mugs right. to list them all. 
once I've gotten more than 10, I've gotten more traffic. Yes. So it seems okay. like 10 seems to be the magic number for me. Um, but once you have several of the same kind of thing, they'll start doing better. Very cool. For whatever reason. I don't know why that is. Yeah. It's just more content for Probably. search engines to find you. It's more every like page is more, you're relisting every page is just an, another yeah. hook you got out right. there trying to catch fish. And Etsy may be up there saying, okay, that person has 10 things that are coming up when you search mug. So they're probably yes. not just selling a bunch of things, you know, a bunch of different things. But yes. I don't yeah. know. So. Yeah. Um, so what kind of last thing on like the Etsy. So um I think I'm going to repost the thing that you made for me. So she made for me, um, it was a watercolor painting on Proverbs 1810, um, which we talked about. Uh, the uh, word of the Lord is a strong tower mm-hmm. and those who run to it are, are safe. And I remember um, I was, my church does this big retreat several times a year and I went to it and it was amazing and life-changing and so much freedom and now I mm-hmm. serve at it. And so I was at one of the meetings where we were getting ready to have it and they were like, whatever you got to do, to keep yourself in the moment that you had mm. when you attended, we suggest that you do that. And so I was like, it's got to be this verse then. Like, it's got to be this verse that the Lord gave to me at this um, thing. And so I, I I was able to tell her the verse that I wanted, the version of the Bible verse I wanted, the colors that I wanted, the type of tower I wanted. And then I, it was on my phone screen for yeah. most of last year. Like, so I think that I'm big on affirmations and stuff. And so... Um, yeah, that, that was a really fun experience. Like, it was so custom. And I think I also have it on a mug as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's one of those things where I was like, I'm going to give this to everybody. Like, I was like, I think I want to give this thing to everybody just so that they remember. So it's it's a great gift. Like, yes. there's so many times. Like, I have a friend who's getting baptized last, next month, and I was like, I was literally Googling, what's a good gift to give someone being baptized? And then, like, you walked in, and I was like, I could pick a verse for my friend and put it on a mug or put it on a shirt or something. So it's it's such a cool way. Um, lots of people customize things, but the fact that you're faith-based and the fact that you can take – the Lord gives us these little moments. Yeah. And, like, I remember there will be verses that I'll read, and I'll be like, oh, that's for me, which it's really not. It's for right. everybody. But it will take me to a moment where I'm like, he put this on a platter and gave this to me. And so – that's a type of custom that you can't always get at right. other places. So, um, so yeah, it's such a good gift idea. And I will definitely reshare so everybody can see um, the products that I got so they know. Um, but, yeah, so just I just wanted to point that out, that, that if there is something, a verse or something like that that means something to you and can help you with your daily affirmations, like this is a really good a really good place to go for that. I appreciate <laughs> that. That's, and that's where my – I think one of the favorite things – of being a faith-based business is you automatically have camaraderie with a lot of people. My customer base is going to be already probably for the most part pretty like-minded. Um, they love the Lord. That's yes. going to be... Yeah. Okay, so tell me a little bit. You're a creator. You're in this space. Um, it's your business as well, um, and it's faith-based. So tell us a little bit about being a faith-based creator. Not, you know, not, you're not just a regular old, you know, painter. It's faith-based, right. and, and it's on the forefront of your business. So tell us about that. Okay, so I think for me to keep that focus, to keep the focus on God and not myself, because it could easily be that way. Um, part of my personality is I can get very, very tunnel vision and just be work, 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 work. Tasks get done. Uh, but that doesn't fuel my faith, and it doesn't glorify the Lord, really. It's glorifying right. me and my hard work. Um 
so my one commitment that I made way back in the beginning is to give God the first fruits of my day. Mm. Um, I use, even if I've got a list of things for my business that need done that day, that is very important to me to go ahead and spend some time in my Bible and spend some time in prayer at the very beginning of the day before anything else. Mm. Uh, even if I feel like my to-do list is too big, <laughs> that's more important. Mm. So that's one way that I kind of keep that balance a little bit, and I feel like God honors that, yeah. uh, giving him the first fruits yeah. of my time is a, a, a statement to God saying, this is still yours. You yes. know, you've given me this talent. You've given me growth in my business so that I have things to do, so that I have things to do, but our, it's still yours, yeah. and I'm going to honor you yeah. with that. So that's, I think, the first commitment that I influences the way that I operate mm. a little bit. Um, another thing is I get to I get to pray over all the pieces that go out. Mm. So I know that ver- these verses are going to minister to people for whatever reason. You know, you shared some of yours, and yeah. um, I've heard lots of different stories along the way. So it's yeah. my favorite thing when people share their story. They don't have to share their story, but I really enjoy it when they yeah. do because then I can know, oh, this is ministering to this person in this situation. And it's just such a blessing to be a part of that. Yeah. To be. And it's it's cool too because like a mug in my kitchen cabinet isn't just gonna affect me. It's gonna like right. it could be seen by anyone that comes over to my house. A T-shirt is not just gonna get seen by the person right. that loved it and ordered it from you. They're gonna that's literally gonna go out and walk into the world. Right. So it's like you have you have impact and you have influence, and right. so that's that's really cool. And I love the idea. I am notoriously not a morning person, so I have a really hard time doing. <laughs> first thing in the morning, but there are times where like I'm about to walk into a lesson or a project mm-hmm. or whatever and I will just like take a moment to be like, you're invited. Yes. Like he doesn't need my invitation, but like you're invited. Yes. Like you're invited into this conversation, this project, this sale, this whatever. Like mm-hmm. I want you, you have permission to like work in it. Right. Again, not that he needs it, but it's just me. It is a good reminder for me to be like, no, yes. he, he can work through this if he needs to. Um, I think it was at If Gathering not too long ago, one of the people said, how ridiculous would it be to just try to build up my name? Because I'm going to die. Right. I'm a fleeting. What are we, a whisper? Or what does the Bible say? says our lives are like really, really small in the grand scheme of things. And it was like, I'm I'm obviously trying to get a book published and stuff right now. And so that was a good little like reminder for me. Like it isn't about my name. Like that isn't the point of the story I want to tell. Right. You know, so... So yeah, and it isn't about the name of your business, it's about that message right. that you're putting out there. That and I verse. feel like that invitation for God to work, the one that's echoing my mind right now is that it's a Carrie Job song where she says, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Yes. And just welcoming him into what you're doing and telling him, this is yours. And even if it's not, say, like mine's scripture artwork, but even if it's not, if yeah. you're selling makeup or you're... You know, selling bags like the fringe lady. Yeah. You can invite God into that work too and be a blessing in how you interact with people yeah. and really shine differently that way too. Um, there's a lot of, so part of my personality is very direct. I can be very direct. I'm the type of person who will type an email response and then go back and add the niceties at the top. You know, <laughs> that type of person. Are you the, will you read this before I send this out person? Because that's me too. Not, not everyone, like trusted people. I'm if like, the person you? has kind of hurt my feelings, I will definitely have someone read the response. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, um, or if it just took me the wrong way and I was kind of, you know, irritated when yeah. I wrote it. I'm like, please read this I first. I constantly giving my assistant my computer and being like, 
what's the tone you hear yes. in this email? <laughs> and then towards the end of the agency days, I would just have to pick up the phone and call people. Because right. it's just, you, yeah. could, you, you miss so much you in do. email, yeah. text. You and know. that's the age we live in. Yes. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I use, I, just trying to remember that to be extra on top of manners, you know, right. being lots and lots of thank yous. Yeah. Um, I would try to add in at least one in everything that I'm sending, even mm-hmm. if it feels like a little bit over the top. <laughs> I'd rather be a little bit over the top than not nice enough. Right. When I've got God's name all over everything I'm yes. doing. So that's it's kind of a accountability for me yeah. a little bit. But. It's kind of you take that, um, is it a verse or just a saying that's like we are ambassadors for him? Like yes. you kind of take that to the next level because it yeah. is first and foremost, you right. know. So, um, so yeah, you are truly like his marketing department. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. His uh, swag department. <laughs> yes. So, and then another thing I kind of do um, along those same lines, and this idea is not necessarily original with me, um, but with my social media presence, mm-hmm. I don't ever want it to be about me or look at this cool thing I made, which there's nothing wrong with that to right. some extent, but I know for me and my heart, I need it to just stay focused on the Lord. So a lot of times that will take the form of maybe a little devotional based on the verse that is in the artwork. And the artwork's in the photo, but the caption is all about how God's using that in my life or someone else's life if maybe they asked me to paint that verse or whatever. But try to keep the focus on God and God alone, even if it means I'm not making as salesy of posts and maybe not getting as many, you know, as much sale from that post as I would if I said, hey, buy this today, sale, whatever. Yeah. The focus is, yeah, the focus is on God. And authenticity is so big right now with consumers. We have so many options and especially on social media. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you do do authenticity really well, um, especially on like we, I think I have you mostly on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I probably have you on Facebook, but I'm just not on there as much. They're duplicate but, posts anyway. Yes. Yeah. But I know like on Instagram, like it is very authentic when like it isn't buy this, this is available, now available. Like, it is the stories behind the pieces Mm -hmm. and storytelling and authenticity. I mean, without even meaning to, those are the things that people want mm-hmm. that those those are the things they're looking for from businesses you know yes um so so yeah i love that well and especially with artwork there can be symbolism in the photo that or the the piece that you may not even know is there yeah. uh and sometimes having a little bit more of a story it makes you a little bit more inclined to love that piece right more anyway so that's not you know why i tell this story but if someone's going to connect with it more because of what i said about the way God worked in my heart as I was creating it, then that's yeah good for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we talked about how some of your stuff can be custom, like requests, mm-hmm. but not all of it is. Right. Um, so tell us on the stuff that you just create and and then and then post for sale. Where does that inspiration come from? Like, is it from studies that you're doing, or does it literally just from that invitation with the Lord in the morning? Like, how? What gets your inspiration going? Um, yes, to all of those. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of uh, I'm going to back up a little bit yeah. to answer that question because when I first started, I was a little bit afraid of watercolor. That sounds silly because I was, that was my hobby in high school, but we fast forward, you know, we skipped however many years from high school till right. when I started. I hadn't really had any training. It was self-taught and it was for self, you know, just painting for myself. Right. And then business is totally different. It, yeah. very different. And you're kind of putting yourself out there because art is so vulnerable. Yeah. You want uh, art, 
Yeah. I remember in the early days of business, I would put so much time and energy into making like a logo for someone right. and then they would hate it. And I would emotionally, I got much tougher yes. as the years went by, but the first few, even the first few like websites I got, like feedback was tough. I yes. used to be like, people don't realize that I like, you know, blood, sweat and tears into that. <laughs> yes. And it is true. Like yes. art is not, and I would have to, so I, not everyone thinks a website is art. Not everyone thinks a logo is art, but it's still you're putting like your brain and you're like you're pouring into it yes. you know so yeah it is really hard to take feedback and to go from not needing feedback to like right. now this is a business like right. yeah that would be tough especially custom pieces it, yeah yes for sure so when I first started I felt like God was calling me to return to watercolor and I would just really lean heavily upon him I felt like God if you're calling me to do this mm-hmm. you're going to have to do this because it's not something I'm skilled at Mm-hmm. at the moment you know I haven't been practicing I haven't been trained for this just um, God you're gonna have to do this and at first it's gonna sound silly but sometimes I would just close my eyes even mm-hmm. I would wet the colors I would close my eyes and just dip and then just paint and let him do his thing oh. and it was so moving for yeah. me and I don't do that anymore really but uh, it was a, a step of faith kind yeah. of leaning on God through that process I think he was leading me to where we are now mm-hmm. through letting him take control. Yeah. You know, if I was taking control of that piece, it may stay bad and awful. <laughs> but if I'm just leaning on the Lord and saying, my eyes were closed, God was doing that, yes. oh I gosh. can say, that wasn't me at all. Yeah. You know, I can remove myself from the situation, which, like I said, I don't really do that so much anymore because mm-hmm. I've had more practice. That right. was nine years ago almost. and. That's fine. It's like you were trained. You, you guys right. were in training together. Yes. And yes. Uh, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Just the idea of seeing what comes out of the other end of that paintbrush right. through him, through you. Yeah, right. that's amazing. It was, it was a very big faith builder for me. Um, so fast forward to now, you don't get a lot of it in between. And I'm sorry, but no, okay. <laughs> uh, I keep a list. Um, if I have been mm-hmm. in a study or if I'm just thinking of a verse, I keep a list in my phone and in my planner, and I think I have one at my desk upstairs. I brought them all over. Yeah. But a list of to paint and just so cool. a phrase that really stuck out to me. And most of them will stay on the list and probably never get painted just because there's so much that you could yeah. paint. But uh, sometimes if I'm kind of stuck, I need something. I need those days I told you about. I'm cranky. I need to paint something. I can go to that list and just paint something. Yeah. And, um, same way with the flowers. I've kind of settled into a little bit of a niche. I do a lot of different different kinds of things, but mostly you'll see lots Floral. of plants and flowers. Mm, love it. I love flowers so much, <laughs> and uh, they're super fun for me. But uh, sometimes rather than getting in a rut of doing my favorites all over, uh, over and over again, I have, there's a couple different watercolor challenges on cool. Instagram. So I'll go to those and see what, what are their prompts today yeah. and paint that flower. And I'll learn a new flower. And oh, cool. So kind of a combination of all those yeah. things. I don't know if that helps. I love the idea of you keeping a list because I do the same thing. And it's my advice. I coach a lot of like vloggers and I, I'm really big on consistency. So mm-hmm. I'm really big on like you know, same day, every month, say something to your followers, right? In long form, in blog form. And I keep a note, I keep a list of like, I'll get like just like a a idea and it won't even be fleshed out, but I'll write it down real quick. And the first few years when I was solely focusing on my blog, 
I would skip around to like the mm-hmm. ones that I felt were the easiest to write, and right. then I noticed the same ones were left, like the ones that you said might not ever get printed. Yeah. So this, I guess it was technically 2020, which we talked about how we don't even know what year it is. But for 2020, <laughs> I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to work down this list in order. I'm wow. no longer allowing myself to skip the ones that I think are too hard or won't be too popular or like, nope, I'm not doing that. They ended up on that list for a reason, and I'm going to sit there wow. and flush this out. And so... I don't know. Might be a good challenge, but I bet you have a lot of verses. Um, but yeah, it's 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 okay to keep. It's a good idea to keep lists like that, yeah. um, because sometimes, like you said, on those days when like you're creating that healthy rhythm and you need to decompress by doing this thing, you might not be clear enough, headed enough to to right. like sit and wait for the inspiration. Right. So it helps to have a list that you can go back to. So I love Definitely. that. <laughs> Okay, um, let's see. So is there anything else related to creation and painting and not creation, creation, I mean like creating (laughs) Um, and Etsy and painting um, before we move on to another topic? Okay, Okay. so um, one thing that Nicole and I want to talk about is um, we all know that I'm a fan of the Enneagram and Nicole is as well. Um, And I actually have had, so... Um, sorry, to back up, Nicole and I are both Enneagram 6, um, which is funny because one of the first episodes I ever did was with my friends Mariah and Aaron, who are roommates and are also 6s. So like okay. one of my first episodes ever was three 6s. Nice. Um, so, so yeah, so um, we're both Enneagram 6s. We're both uh, fans of this as a tool. So we just kind of wanted to talk for a few minutes. Um, so Enneagram 6 is in what's called the head triad or the thinking center. Um, and according to yourenneagramcoach.com, our emotional struggle is anxiety and our desire is security. So I just want to ask as another, I feel like that does accurately represent me. So I want to ask you if you feel like um, your struggle being anxiety and your desire being security, if you feel like that does accurately describe you. Um, I feel like yes. I will say when I first got introduced to the Enneagram, I, we were just reading through descriptions with another gal who's, I think she's licensed as a coach, and she mm-hmm. was kind of helping us, me and a couple other friends, find our type. And yeah. she was reading through. I started kind of chuckling at some point, and she points to me, and she says, I think this is you, <laughs> because you wouldn't be laughing. <laughs> yes. It was that laugh of, yeah. oh, I know all about that. Yeah. And um, so the more I've read, the more I've realized, yes, this, is, this definitely yeah. is where I'm centered. But I would not have said anxiety was me. I'm not a fearful person. Now, since I've been a mother, I have a whole new set of fears. You know, mm-hmm. about how right. any mother knows this. But it's not. It's not really about that kind of fear for yeah. me. It's. But it's noticing the motivation behind. You know, this, that, or the other action. It is actually based in a fear. Mm-hmm. One silly example, but I was giving this to someone else. I was talking to. I said. I don't put away my makeup because, I mean, I put away my makeup. The reason I put it away is not so that my countertop is clean. It's because I'm afraid my children are going to get into it and cost me a lot of money yes. to replace. Yes. So yep. little things like that. It's yeah. My little Enneagram 6 quirk that I used to do, I don't do this anymore. Nobody judge me. I used to get a book, and I would read the last chapter first in case I died before I <laughs> finished it, I'm not the yeah. type that can watch half of a movie or half yeah. of a series. Like, it, like I funny. need closure. I don't do that anymore. Like, I'm, 
if I die, I'm gonna be in heaven and I'm gonna be reading everything I wanna read, I'm gonna be happy, right? But my unhealthy self uh, years ago used to do that. And people used to think I was crazy. But now, as walking with the Enneagram as a tool and understanding myself, I realized like how, like my senior year of high school, I had like my grandparent and two friends die. Mm -hmm. So like, no, it's not that strange for me to think that I was was just good. Yes, like it like, so yeah, so that's my little, (laughs) um, little like where, like like you said it, would I call myself fearful? Maybe not. But it was absolutely a thing I did out of fear, out of protection. Yeah. So, um, okay, so uh, a six in health goes to a nine, which is a peacemaker, mm-hmm. and a six in unhealth goes to a three, which I believe is the achiever. Mm-hmm. So, um, I can definitely pinpoint times in my life where I was all about achieving the things and the success and the accomplishments and checking the things off the list. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I feel like I'm more towards a healthy six now. Um, where I can be the voice of reason and the voice of calm and peace around yeah. me, which that, and part of that I think is because I got boys, y'all. Yes. <laughs> I got little rambunctious boys. One of them still thinks he's a dinosaur. So, like, it's so crazy to think that this, you know, some people that knew me, like, high school and college are like, you're the peacemaker in your family. And I'm like, uh-huh. well, I mean, I'm not growling at everyone. So I feel like, <laughs> comparatively, yes. Um, yeah. So do you feel like, have you? Do you feel like that is true as far as where we go in times of stress and in times of comfort, leading to the three and the nine? I agree that we go to three and nine. Something I've kind of struggled with the whole time I've looked at the Enneagram is that I feel like in times of stress, I could go to either one and same way in times of health. You could pick up the good stuff from either one mm. when you're in time of health and the, the bad stuff when you're in time of stress. And a few friends kind of, we've hashed this idea out. I'm like, yeah. I know that's not the official take yeah. on the matter, but we kind of all agreed that we all tend to borrow from those other yeah. numbers. That's well, just me. But. And who we're surrounded with at the time yeah. makes a big difference too. Like I'm yeah. married to an eight. Yeah. So um, I think, what is it? An eight in unhealth goes to a five, which mm-hmm. can sometimes be mistaken as a three. So like sometimes I'm like, there's enough people trying to plan energy here and maybe I just need to be the one that rolls with the punches today you know so yeah I think it depends who you're who you're around at the time um I want to talk about your wing so um I have been from the very beginning sure that I was a six wing five because I have Mm -hmm. a sister that is a is a five and she is very much the type that like she's a school teacher and at the end of the day at the end of the week she just needs to be left alone mm-hmm. and she just like her roommate say she used to lock the door because she just like needed alone time and she needs to refuel and i am that way like i recorded two podcasts today when i go home tonight i'm going to need to be like left alone with like a reality show like just mm-hmm. for a little bit like i'm not going to want to talk that's After funny this. you said reality show and that was like some kind of fluff drama. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Reality. I I have long loved reality yeah. TV and my husband is like, he calls it trash TV and he's just like, why? And I'm like, because their problems, like I like the housewives, and I'm like, their problems are so far removed from the problems that I will ever have that it's kind of comforting. Like yeah. I will never have to worry about some of the ridiculous storylines. But yeah, That's so like, funny. and I remember I used to work in a call center. And I used to work in this call center all day. Mm. The call center I worked in, our phones wouldn't even ring. They would just be like headsets and they would beep and then we'd have a person there right Mm. away. So I would get off of work and I would be triggered if my phone would ring. Right. Like I would be not okay. Um, If it was like that hour when I got home, right? Later on in the evening, okay. But I would literally get triggered. So I have long believed 
that I was a six wing five. But my dear friend Alice really has been putting on my heart lately that she sees more of the enthusiastic, mm. like the seven in me. And so she's really got my head. She's kind of up in my head. If you're listening, Alice, this is your fault. Um, she's kind of got me in my head where it's like, well, maybe, I, maybe I'm not sure on my wing. Um, I don't consider myself like the most, like the cheerleader, mm. you know? Um, but when a friend is sitting there telling you that you have, you have been that for me, it's hard. You just don't ignore that, you know? Right. So who knows? I feel like I'm a five. I could be wrong. What is your wing that you're pretty sure is you? <laughs> uh, same thing. Pretty sure it's a five. Okay. I think there's moments I might reach into the seven just a little bit. Especially as a mom. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, you say you take a vacation and you're at the beach. You're going to just do the fun things and yeah. not, you're going to have to set down six for a moment and not be afraid of. You know, what What if they all drown at the beach? You just yeah. <laughs> enjoy, yes. you know, sit and step into the fun mom for a sec and just yeah. enjoy with your kids, that kind of thing. But um, And then not being opposed to trying new things. I feel like yeah. that's not very much six-ish. It's more probably seven-ish. But yeah. in general, I'm more analytical, more in my head, more five-ish, yeah. I would say. So. Yeah, yeah. So one thing I want to really make sure that I point out, so just when you add the Enneagram types with their wings alone, you end up having 18 different variations mm. of Enneagram types. And pretty sure that number is like in the hundreds. I think it's like 123 or something when you take into consideration subtypes. Yes. Lately, I've been meeting a lot of people that say, I don't identify with the wing. Mm. They have a subtype instead. And usually that's based on like maybe their parent was a really strong personality mm. and that can lead to the subtype that isn't connected. So I just want people like, to know as much as the it's a good tool for understanding other other numbers just because someone else is a six doesn't mean you can't learn anything right. from them like I remember I had this really awful idea that I wanted to have like life groups at our church there were all the different numbers and my husband was like no this isn't to keep us in our silos right this isn't to keep us only with the people that are like us like this right. is to get us and so I was like okay you're right um <laughs> but I just wanted to meet more sixes but yeah you can still learn from people even if you feel like even if they're your same number, there's so right. many different like things. And I'm I'm learning the study the uh, training that I'm doing right now is really teaching me that your parents' types really do have a big effect on you. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So yeah. I think that's me too. So that you, now that you said that, my mom is like textbook type three. Mm. Okay. And hasn't always been super healthy, and that's damaged a lot of our relationship yeah. along the way and which will lead to anxiety right like psychologically right. can yeah volatile For sure yeah but then that's the number i'm supposed to be going to in health right yeah three so well it nine would be in health nine is in health yeah. okay yeah. so nothing about three ever seems healthy to me mm. because of my history yeah and so yeah. I, I feel like oh that's three that's bad but I've tried to really, in kind of growing into a better relationship with my mom, mm-hmm. trying to really appreciate the good things about a three and how that can be beautiful. Because for me, for a long time, those were all the things that were like not beautiful yes. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's funny you mentioned your mom because I've had to, uh, my mom recently took it for the first time when she was here for Christmas. And um, for years, my husband has said, me and my mom are either besties or, or not talking like there's no in between with us and my husband has always said it's because you're so alike and that used to like really bother mm. me so my mom finally takes the Instagram at Christmas and she is a six wing five um so I am currently still unpacking like that's okay mm. like that's okay it doesn't mean we're the same people right it doesn't mean um either one of us is a good version or a bad version 
Um, if anything, we sh- if anything, what I'm trying to do in my brain, and I'm still working on it, this is unlocking a key to what can be the next step in our relationship. Right. I have so much information now yes. at my disposal for how to understand and how to communicate. And it really has made me really like have a newfound empathy for, I mean, my mom doesn't have any kids that live at home anymore. We're all spread out. And I just think about how I would feel if that was me. Right. So yeah, so it really is so changing that. Yes, I'm glad that you said that. That kind of leans into what we were going to talk about as well as far as how the Enneagram, a lot of people are opposed to it because of its roots. Right. Explain that a little bit. Yeah, so I'm just seeing lately, so I told Nicole when we were chatting before that what I'm seeing happening to Enneagram is a little bit what happened to yoga, where Christian um, circles are not, they're, they're seeing that, yes, is this based in Eastern practices? Is this based in um, non-traditional, non-Christian, non-biblical things? Yes, it 100% is. Um, but... I think that there are enough people who have repackaged it and have 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 made it clear how you can use this as a gospel tool. Right. Um, that I I just don't see it as the danger that other people do. Mm-hmm. And so Nicole and I are kind of in the same same camp. And I just feel like there have always been the naysayers that haven't been, but just like in the last maybe two three weeks, I've been seeing a lot of people, even even Christian women who previously supported it, are now mm-hmm. saying, "Just kidding, got new info, not into right. it." And so I'm kind of like, but this thing has healed me so much. Right. How can we all of a sudden, and my husband says that God is the perfect of all the numbers. Like he is yes. the healthy version of all of the numbers. And, you know, we should be using this as a reconciliation tool. And so, so yeah, so that's kind of the, the background is that we're, see, we're seeing some people turn on it. And we're just not in the camp that we think it's inherently right. evil. Because just like we were saying with, inviting God into your business, inviting God into your day. This is, I'm not putting Enneagram above God. I'm not putting yoga above God. I am putting God at the top of the Enneagram and using it as a tool. So yeah, putting on your glasses of the Enneagram to understand the people around you better Mm -hmm. so that you can minister to them better. I don't feel like that's something that you should necessarily be removed from Mm -hmm. just because of its roots. I know for me, for my my journey with my mom, mm. um, like I said, there was a lot of damage there. But having understand now, she hasn't taken the enneagram, but right. she's like I said, textbook. I've showed it to a couple of my siblings who yeah. also looked at the enneagram. Like, oh yeah, definitely, definitely, <laughs> yes. definitely. Um, it manifests very clearly. But for all of us who have looked at it and have been damaged by the same person, we've been able to have more compassion and say, oh, yes. well, that's probably why she's acting this way or why she maybe said this or this, uh, any of those things yeah. that were damaging, we can understand where that was coming from. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot easier to forgive Yes, when you have some compassion. Yes. It may and not be what you think or what you would have done. And so if you're just looking at the lens of yourself, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't have done that. Why would anybody do that? That's harder to forgive than yeah. when we understand that person's coming from a totally different place. Yeah. And I, so I will just I will just end with this. Not end, like you could totally yeah. still, but I just want to, th- this is what I think. I think that if you're looking at the Enneagram like a personality test mm-hmm. or like a strengths finder mm-hmm. or a horoscope and it's all about looking inward, then, then I understand how someone could think that that's not right. biblically sound because our focus is not supposed to be on ourselves. Right. But if you look at the Enneagram tool as 
a way to reconcile and forgive and have compassion and empathy for others, how can you not say that the Lord wouldn't want us to use that? Right. Like, we are, that's one of the first things and biggest things we're called to. And so, yeah, it's cool to learn about six things and, and own the six things, but right. it's, but it's, it is mostly to be looking at the other numbers. Right. And it's mostly to be helping you in your relationships. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it is, it is a powerful tool and I have seen so much healing from the beginning mm-hmm. of it. And cause of course I was like, as soon as I was all in, I was like, everybody in my family take this. I need to right. know. <laughs> I keep right. a list on my phone of who's what numbers, you know, um, because I made that list because if I ever got into a situation where I was having a disagreement with someone, yeah. I wanted to be able to communicate with them in a way that was healthy. Right. And we've done that in our family yes, too. There's yeah. one uh, person in particular, their personality type that's very, very direct. Yeah. And there was some kind of confrontation and my husband knew this. It was his brother and he's, he just was very direct and everyone kind of looked at him like, why are you being so direct <laughs> with him? Because that's not how he rolls. But the brother received it yeah, and changed it. The, the whole thing was diffused immediately. It was like, yeah. oh, and then everyone kind of looked again like, how did you know that was going to work? And yeah. um, it's two little tools like that. It's, it's made our communication more effective yeah. when we can understand the yeah. person better. Yeah. And your kids are still pretty young yet, but my count, I have a friend who's a counselor and she knows my whole family mm-hmm. and she knows my son and she felt like my 13 year old was mature enough to take it. And so I, I had him take it and, um, he got a four, which apparently the joke is that all teenagers are fours, um, which I believe. But I also think he might legitimately, like, he might still be, he might mm-hmm. actually be a four. Um, and so, yeah, so even even that has helped me yeah. because we're, he's, he's 13, we're getting into some things, like right. big things, you know? And so it, it helps me know what's important to him, right. you know? And I do think I've tried to implement some of the, like, I know that individuality is important to them and worth is important to them. So let me make sure he knows that like we do think he's cool. Right. right? Yeah. Um, not that he's in trouble all the time. And you know, so it, it has helped and he is really respect receptive to that. So that's why I feel like it, it could really stick, but it'll it'll even be even funner uh, in your family when your kids do get right. a little bit older. Like we've started like theorizing. I mm-hmm. wonder about that person or that yeah. Not trying to label them or put them in a box, but just yeah. learning to understand them more. Yeah. And there is, so I did an episode with a gal where we talked about like Enneagram, Strengths Finder, and one other one, which I'm blanking on. Um, and there is a Clifton Strengths Finder that is specifically targeted for like 10 to 13 or something mm-hmm. like that. So, um, so yeah, I, I always tell people if you're not quite ready to like do the Enneagram with your kiddo, maybe have them take the kid's strengths finder and that might kind of help you in the couple of years leading up yeah. to when you feel like they might be mature enough to take it. Sure. So, um, really cool. Okay guys. Um, so I am going to wrap us up. So Nicole actually has a couple of things, um, for her Etsy shop that I'm going to share with you today. So, um, two fun things not to be used together, but two separate things. Um, she is having a sale on t-shirts that mm-hmm. is actually just happen- happens to be happening. It was not planned, just right. happens to be going on. Um, and it's going on through Saturday the 17th. Um, so remind me, is there a, how much are t- t-shirts discounted? 10% off. Okay. Okay. And there's no coupon code needed. So okay. it's just built in. You log into my site and you will see it there. Yes. And I will get her Etsy shop and her social media handles and put that right in the episode notes so everybody has those. So um, if you see a t-shirt that you really like, go ahead and get that between be, before the 17th. 
um, because that is 10% off. Like she said, no coupon code needed. Um, and then we also have a code to share. Yes, it's TMM Save 15. So the Mama Marketer, so TMM Yay. Save 15. And you can save 15% on just about everything in my shop. So. Awesome. Okay, so I will also make sure that code gets in there. So um, so check out Nouvelle Mare on mm -hmm. Etsy. Um, I'm going to link to all that stuff for you guys. Um, thank you so much for coming today. Thank you. Any, so I usually like to end with like, um, just because I like it to be very real. I like to not put on any pretenses that we're at like a sound studio or anything. Like, what, So what are you doing for the rest of your day? Like, What are you going to do when you leave here? Um, I think we're making homemade pizza. That's, Fun! Yes, my husband's favorite food is homemade pizza, awesome. pizza of any kind, really. And he had a half day today, so he's home. He makes the pizza. Yeah. When we first got married, he used to, he and I kind of fought over our homemade pizza dough recipe. Yes. Mine's better, yours better. Yeah. I finally decided it's not worth it, and we'll just pick your <laughs> recipe. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. He's probably working on that now. Yeah. So, yeah. We love homemade pizza. I'm always trying to tell. We're really big on, like, we're not, I'm not going to say we're anti, like, fast food takeout, but mm -hmm. we try to get people to make. We try to make, and we try to get more people to just make things from scratch. Yeah. It's better for you the more raw the ingredients you can buy, right. you know. So we do make our own pizza dough. But I had a friend come over the other day, and again, my friend Alice, her husband came over, they came over, and we have pizza night, and he makes his own sauce for his pizza. Nice. And it was the bomb. So I'm like, okay, that's got to be the next iteration of making our own. We've had like, we have our own, we, we raise our own pigs. So we've had like our own toppings. Mm. We've had our own, but we've never been brave enough to like try some sauce. So nice. I'm like, I'm going to have to have to try that because it just is so it was so rich in flavor like yeah. it was so good so um I actually am the opposite we do not this is we do not have a dinner plan I'll be going to the grocery <laughs> store um slash maybe even even though I just said no takeout um my young, youngest son found the golden easter egg on easter oh, yay. and so his prize was getting to choose dinner one night and he loves sonic so it's we it's one of those nights where like as soon as I get home they gotta leave for scouts so I'm oh, like yeah. maybe this would be like we used to eat out when we lived in, in New Braunfels, like near San Antonio. We used to eat out like three times a week, um, okay. drive through, yeah. quick restaurant, that type of thing. And now we, like, we were keeping track the other day and we were like, I think it's like once every couple months that we like yeah. break down. So I'm like, is this worth it? This might be worth it, but right. we'll see. So that, that is me is I got to figure out our food plan for the next <laughs> couple days. Um, and then this weekend we're planting our garden and um, got youth group coming up. We do like a once a month fun little youth group thing and my husband and I awesome. volunteer at it. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited for weekend mode. The past couple weeks have been really crazy busy for yeah. both me and my husband. So we're just ready for I'm excited to spend all day Saturday planting the garden. Like, just That's get therapeutic. dirty. Yeah, get oh, dirty. Yes. Get I, I am the type that um, the weather really affects me. So, like, mm -hmm. just to, like, soak in the sun all day on Saturday. Yes. And um, it's, been it's been a weird time on the farm because we haven't had pigs. We haven't had chicks. The garden isn't there. Our hens aren't even laying eggs mm -hmm. anymore. So, it's like we're ready. We're ready for things yes. to get going again. So, that is what we'll be doing. So, Wonderful. okay, everyone. Well, thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.